My name's Faith and I'm a geoholic. Welcome back, Geoholics, and thanks so much for listening to another Geoholics Roadshow episode. This time we were honored to be invited to this year's Phoenix JC Comancheros Pony Express Banquet. The Phoenix JC Comancheros hosts an annual Pony Express reenactment from Phoenix to Prescott, Arizona, which, as you're about to hear, they have done for many, many years to raise money for an amazing local charity called Horses Help. So sit back and enjoy these conversations with some of the nicest people we have ever had the chance to meet. All right, here we are at the 2022 Phoenix JC Common Charles Pony Express Banquet, uh, of course, benefiting Horses Help. And we have the president of the board. President of the board, yes. Of Horses Help, uh, Mr. Brian Elsie. Did I get that correct? Yes, you did. Thanks Brian, for thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate you being be here. here. Yeah, this has got to be a really cool event for you. Yes, um, the relationship with the Comancheros and the Pony Express has uh, been 10 plus years with Horses Help. and. It's always great to come back and support their events because they always come out and support our events. So it's really great to be here and very humbling. I have my kids and my girlfriend here tonight, so it's great. That is awesome. awesome. Very cool. So you said 10 years. Uh, that, that's the, uh, the relationship has been going on for about 10 years, you said? 10 years plus. 10 plus. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I, uh, so I actually, I've known Phil, Phil Fedora, who we're going to talk to here in just a little bit. And he is so passionate about this. It's unbelievable. You know, it's like as soon as this event is over, he's already marketing and promoting for the next one, like next year. Yeah, um, Phil's a great guy, and he's all the commentaries are really good about promoting their brand and how yep. it supports Horses Help. Because the bottom line is, is this money comes back to support Horses Help. They'll be coming out to the Barn Bash um, the first Saturday in November this year, and they'll present a big check. Wow. Um, could, for the money that they raise from the trail ride that's coming up in a couple weeks. Could you elaborate on what Horses Help does for the listeners? Yeah, Horses Help is a therapeutic riding center in North Phoenix off of uh, Cape Creek Road in the 101. We serve many, many different um, disabilities uh, from children all the way up through uh, seniors. Wow. They come out and do activities with horses, they'll ride, there's groundwork with the horses. Um, there's obstacle courses. It's uh, really tremendous with the movement and the horses and how it rehabs and the movement with the kids and the adults. Um, it's very therapeutic for them and it's calming as well. Do you have any stories that really hit home for you since you've been a part of Horses Help? Um, yeah, that's a great question. The, two years ago when uh, we had a virtual barn bash because of COVID, so we only had... 25, maybe 30 people on campus that night, and we broadcast it live um, across our YouTube channel and other media platforms. And there was a, a gentleman there that we did a story about, Jeremy. And Jeremy uh, was a former, I believe he was a Marine, and he was in a very serious motorcycle accident and suffered a traumatic brain injury and just. He, he does. He's nonverbal, but he just comes out there, and his presence, and he loves the horses, and his mom takes care of him. He's probably in his early 40s, I would say, and had this traumatic brain injury, so he's reliant 100% on his on his parents and his mom, and they bring him out to horses, help to ride, and 
just to see the 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 light and joy in his face is it's so heartwarming and, the, and there's hundreds of stories about that about riders of horses help some of them could have like birth defects from being born mm-hmm. and then traumatic brain injuries from motorcycle accidents it's we do a lot of great work at horses help that's amazing so Instead of like therapy dogs, it's therapy horses. Yeah. Same same concept. Yeah, you get on the horse and uh, it mimics the movement of uh, just different things that you may not be able to simulate in a PT lab, mm-hmm. physical therapy lab. So the horse is great for the therapy part of it and the movement and helps in the rehab. And a lot of... It's just like I said earlier, it's calming to people to be around horses. I was actually... When I first started being with horses, out probably 10, or actually 10, 11, 12 years ago, um, I was actually afraid of horses because uh, I've just never been around them and just they're so much bigger than me. So I definitely do not have that fear anymore. So yeah, I got I got bit by a horse one time. Really? Oh, yeah. Yep, right in the right in the back here. I was uh, we were we were actually at the Calgary Stampede, right? And uh, we got to go back in the barns afterwards and, uh, like, pet the horses that are part of the, you know, the races or whatever. And uh, I'm standing by this horse getting my picture taken with it, and it just bit me right in the shoulder. Oh, wow. Wow. You saw the bite marks? No, but it hurt like hell. (laughs) And it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, So how do people find out about Horses Help? Like, can anybody, uh, like, go there and benefit from the program, or how how does that work? What does that look like? Um, They can go to our website, horseshelp.org. Okay. and learn about our different programs, five or six different programs that we have. Uh-huh. And they can send an email to info at horseshelp.org mm-hmm. to learn more about if they want to come Perfect. up and set up a, just an introduction to the ranch and a tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're happy to do those as well mm-hmm. and to see if there's a benefit for uh, that particular person to come out. We mm-hmm. serve a lot of people on the autism spectrum. Uh-huh. So... It's always good for them to come out and get be familiar with the surroundings and things like that to see if it's a good fit because not yeah. everybody's a good fit. Yeah. And there's also we have wait lists too because our programs are so popular. But we'll, we do our best to try to find a solution for everyone. It may not be with Horses Help, maybe with another center, but yeah. we'll do the best that we can to get them into the therapy that they need. So are you affiliated with other centers like you just mentioned? Yeah, there's a a governing body called PATH International. They're out of Colorado, but they provide the groundwork and the rules for the different centers across the nation. We did a wine event earlier this year um, in downtown Phoenix. I think it was the last Friday. We had a dinner, and we had four other centers that we kind of partnered with to bring them into the fold because we have the relationships with the wine festival that was down a part of Heritage Square that weekend. And we had the opportunity to bring in other centers to have their supporters and donors come in to see what it's like to have a, just a, a wine tasting. And our, we had our caterer, Tommy, that was there, provided the food, and it was just a great evening. So, But we, we tried to share and, and bring opportunities to other centers where they got a portion of the money of the people that they brought in that night. So it was really beneficial to about four different centers. That's awesome. So you obviously can't do this on your own. You must have a lot of help. Um, is it volunteers? I mean, are there full-time employees for Horses Help? We have uh, our executive director, Greg Goodman. He's running around here someplace tonight. And he's been with Horses Help, I believe, since 2002. Hmm. So uh, 20 years at least. And then we have our barn director, uh, Shelly, and our program director, Shelly. She kind of wears both hats, but she, her, Greg and Shelly do a lot of it. 
we have um, our volunteer coordinator and we have uh, a couple other gals that help out with uh, some other programs that we have at Horses Hub. But basically it's about five full-time employees. The biggest thing is their volunteers. We have a large volunteer base and they come out and do sidewalking. So certain programs that we have, we have to have three volunteers per rider. So a horse lead and two side leads, the two side wow. people. So it's a lot of volunteers, and we have a garden, so we have people out there watering our gardens wow. right now. Um, but the volunteers are very key to the work that we do. If someone wanted to be a volunteer, how would they go about uh, volunteering? We have a volunteer orientation class once a month, and there's a, on the event calendar on the website would go out there and tell you when the next volunteer orientation is. We're in the summer months right now, so we don't have any programs going really right now. We just finished up with our Pioneer Days. That was not this past week, but the two weeks before. We served about 16 kids from that um, for our Pioneer Days for the come up. And then we also have writing and reading right now on the weekends on Saturdays where anybody can come out and do, like, a, uh, typically kids, and they do like a craft they'll do riding with the horse and then they'll, they'll read a book to the horse and it's uh, very beneficial for a lot of people and i think we have probably at least 40 to 50 kids spread across about three to four different weekends wow that's awesome that. so here's a really dumb question so i know that like if you want your dog to be a therapy dog they have to go through certain training and thing like that things like that is the same thing for the horses do they have to go through some sort of training to be considered uh you know, for your program? Yeah, it's a very rigid, structured program. Our equine manager, Shelly, does a great job. She'll, she basically interviews the horse. And That's awesome. a lot of the horses are brought in. They're donated to Horses Help because maybe people can't take care of them anymore. But Shelly puts them through the ringer to make sure they're a great fit for our organization. Out of curiosity, um, are, do you guys specify which type of horses? Because I know that there's like a different breeds of horses. Is there one we that's have, better temperament? Um, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. I, we have many different horses. I bet we have probably six to seven different horse breeds um, in wow. our stables right now. And it would be Shelly would know that. But Shelly's, the, Shelly's the one that knows. Yeah, she's, she knows. Us. The she, horse whisperer. Yeah, yeah. yeah she is a great, she's a great asset to our organization. Awesome. Very cool. So what are you looking forward to? What's uh, what's next for Horses Help? We're in the planning uh, phase for next year. Our ride here starts in September of next year. Our first, um, basically how we, we're off through the summer. We have the pioneer days and the reading and writing, but then we, are, we kind of take the summer off because it's too hot to be outside. We have a goal in the future to build a covered arena called Build the Dream. Mm. And Wow. It's going to cost a lot of money, over a million dollars to to braid or to raise a, a covered arena. So where we could do extended summer sessions, but for right now we don't have that covered arena. And our ride season starts in September, and then we have five sessions, uh, five six week sessions throughout the the rest of the year until basically this time of next year. So. You talked about uh, needing more money for this covered arena. So events like this uh, would obviously uh, help with that. But are there um, other, other means of you guys uh, achieving or, or gaining the funds that you guys need? Yeah, we, have, we just finished up with our golf tournament back on May 21st, and we raised about $40,000. Wow. And $25,000 of that came directly from support from the Phoenix Comancheros or their direct connections. 
So we appreciate that relationship. We have our, our Big Bad Barn Bash the first Saturday in November, and we'll raise a lot of money that evening. We'll have about four to 500 people out on campus, and we'll have a catered dinner. We'll have a stage and uh, dancing. Last year we had uh, Oh, country line dancing and we had people that taught that afterwards we have a casino night where people can win raffle prizes and last year was our our greatest barn bash we raised right around a hundred thousand dollars for that but it that money goes more towards um the operations but we did last year get a, a large uh donation that we have set aside to ideally put sort of the process of building the cover you know with we had to go through rezoning because uh, we had a special use permit for a number of years, and we got um, a commercial zoning probably like two years ago. But then you know everything happened with COVID, so everything kind of got, got put on the back burner for a while. And then now with the construction costs skyrocketed, it's the million dollar price tag is was a conservative number, but I think it's going to be well above that right now. Yeah. But we have some funds set aside to do that. But just the relationships with the Comancheros, uh, we'll get there. And other organizations throughout uh, the Valley will, will help us get there. It's awesome. So this this Barn Bash, is it at the facility? Yeah, it's at the facility. At the facility. It's a five-acre awesome. facility. Super cool. And another thing that's really cool, I've been out there before, like, the, the, the Pony Express ride, it starts right from their facility in North Phoenix. Yeah. It's so like the first, you know, first uh, common trail that takes off with a bag of mail yeah. originates right yeah. there from your facility. We I, actually, it's super cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's June 30th coming up. It's coming up. Yep. And we actually have a horse's help rider this year. And it's always been like a, a horse's help person that's the first leg and then yep. hands it over to the Pony Express yep. rider. Last year was Mike Hill. Um, this year, or the Pony Express rider was Mike Hill, but last this year our, we have a rider selected, Noah, who will be doing the first leg of the Pony Express oh, wow. for off of the horses out property over to the post office. And wow. That's where the transition yeah. uh, takes place with the mail, and then Mike heads up. Uh, we're actually the trail boss, so it'll probably be Jason this year. Yeah, head up Cape Creek Road to yeah. get the mail going. Yeah, it's it is. Cool. It's really cool. Well, we should go this year and check it out. Yeah, yeah it's go. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Is there anything else uh, you want to you want to talk about, Brian? That maybe we haven't haven't touched on. No, I think I appreciate the opportunity to, to meet with you guys and to be on the podcast. It's uh, an extraordinary opportunity, and I appreciate your guys' support and spreading the word about Horses Help and the Phoenix Comancheros. For sure. Thank you for what everything you do. This is it's amazing. I mean, just incredible, uh, incredible effort and incredible cause. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Here's a familiar face, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Phil Fedor. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing great, Ken. Thanks for coming out here and uh, supporting this uh, this event. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, we're super excited to be here. Uh, I know we talked about doing this. Did we talked about doing it last year. I think we did talk about it last year. But yes. th- there was a conflict and COVID and God only knows what else was. Well, in and the last way, year it was outside in the heat. It so. was that's what it was. It was up in uh, Wickenburg. It was up in Wickentucky, yeah. Yes, and that's right. Yeah. I remember looking at them and you're like, no freaking way, it's gonna be 110 outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was I think that was the cool side of the temperature <laughs> that day. I mean it was a hot one. But it was a cool place. But yeah, this yeah. is the, uh, our trail boss Jason Spees has done a real good job with this new new facility. This is the first time here for all of us, and being that it's inside. I think we're all pretty grateful of that. Yeah, for sure. This is a great facility, and we probably should mention we're at the Martin Auto Museum, I believe yes, is the name yes. of this facility. And I had never been here before, to be honest with you, and I walked in. I'm like, holy crap, why have I never been here? So many cool cars that i got to go check out, and uh, this is just a great venue for something like this. It's perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, like I said, this is a new experience for me. I've never been here either, and you know, I'm excited to see what the evening brings. So let's talk about this Pony Express. Okay. How many years? And this is really cool. I wish you guys could see this, but all the riders they wear these white, really cool Western-looking shirts. Says Phoenix, you know, JC, Common Charles on it, Pony Express, and they have the years on their sleeve that they've ridden in the event. Mm-hmm. And I remember yep. the first time you did this, which was 2015. Yep, we were still working together. That's at that time. crazy. Mm-hmm. Seven years. Years ago, yep, and you haven't missed a year since then, right? So this no, is going to be your. Miss, I did miss a year. You did miss a year. Uh, okay. I, I missed last year. Oh, well, yeah, because. Be, well, initially because I had a horse wreck the week before. That's right. And I got an emergency room trip, and yeah. I was cleared to ride, but then my daughter ended up catching COVID. And let's mention this. Last, Typically, this happens like right around 4th of July. Yes. But if I remember right, last year's wasn't around 4th of July. Right, because the fi- the forest, uh, the National Forest, forest shut down that's right. for two weeks yep. oh. uh, to, to, to uh, handle resources, to, to better manage their resources because of the forest fires that were happening last year. That's right. So they did, they shut down the Prescott National Forest for two weeks around 4th of July. So we rescheduled to the end of September. Yep. And then we did the ride there. And yeah. At that time, my daughter had gotten sick. Ah. And if, yeah, I mentioned to the trail boss, he's she's sick. And he said, sorry, can't have you ride. Yeah, it was just so, kind of perfect storm. Yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it, it, it is happens. a bummer. But, you know. It happens. I, I, it proves that I can miss a ride and everything still, you know, the sun still rises <laughs> and we keep going. So, right. So. Yeah. But I will say this, Phil, you are... S- I've always admired your passion for this cause. I mean, Thank you. From the very first time you've done it, you've jumped in with both feet. And, you know, as soon as this ride's over, I was just telling the first gentleman we talked to, as soon as this ride's over, you're already promoting the next ride. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's just awesome to see. I mean, everybody's got to be passionate about something. And this is a great cause for, uh, for, for you, obviously. Well, it, it goes just beyond that. Yeah, I enjoy the history. I love, like riding my horse. And this is a good excuse to go do that. But... The reason I do this is for the charity that we're helping out, which is Horses Hell. Mm-hmm. And if you get a chance to talk to Greg Goodman and sit down and speak with him about this, this is uh, that's that's the real reason why all of us who participate in this Pony Express event, that's why we do it to help those kids and to help those people that need that uh, that, that need that kind of support and yeah. who benefit from uh, from the Horses Help uh, facility and staff. So. Yeah, it's just a small part of what I can do to give back to my community. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the word community because I think this is the third or fourth banquet that I've been able to attend. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that is so impressive to me is just that, the community, the camaraderie between the riders and stuff like that. You guys are going to have this uh, swearing-in ceremony here in a few minutes for the new riders, right? Yep. yep. And it's just, it's like a, almost like a fraternity type feel. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, yeah, it's it, it's a brotherhood. I mean, once you get into this, it's it's like surveying. I mean, there's there's that surveying brotherhood that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I've, I've said for a long, long time that cowboying and surveying run in parallel lines with the get-it-done attitude to adapt and improvise to the conditions and, and take pride in what you do and do it humbly, you know, and we all do that. And whether it's on the back of a horse or if it's on a quad with a, with a rover on your hands, you know, it doesn't matter. You're still you still got that kind of attitude to it, and it you know it, it ends up with the with the job well done situation. So, in which I like. So, how so. did you get introduced to the Comancheros? And yeah, just tell us a little bit about the beginning. Well, so the beginnings of it. Um, 
so I moved to Phoenix in 2005 from okay. Indiana. And it's, it, this is a long, convoluted story, but, it, you know, I'm going to talk your ear off on this kind of stuff. So my brother-in-law has a horse property over on the west side of Phoenix. And as he was getting his facility up, up and running, he decided that he, was, uh, he, needed, he needed to expand. And one of the contractors that he hired was a Comanchero. He was a friend of one of the guys who was boarding his horses there at my brother-in-law's place. So I started riding, and I started. I learned how to ride out there, and I started riding with these guys, just team penning and team sorting and moving cattle and that kind of stuff. I just something I wanted to do since I was a little boy growing up back east. Central New York is not known for its cowboy culture. No, <laughs> not at all. So I grew up watching Western movies and that kind of stuff. So when I grew up, you know, I grew up and had the means to do it, I learned how to do it. So I, I learned how to ride. I got on with all that stuff. And the guy that was boarding his horse at my brother-in-law's place, he ended up going his own way several years, but he ended up joining the Comancheros. And I went up to Crown King just on a whim just to go up there and have a beer at the saloon and enjoy the cool weather. And I got, you know what? This is really cool. I would love to ride my horse up in these mountains. And the history of Crown King and the mining and all that other stuff just drew me right in. And I got back down and I called my buddy Rick and I said, hey, Rick, you know, I'd love to ride on this. He says, well, you have to do the Pony Express with us. All right. I'll do the Pony Express with you, whatever. So that that year I rode in the, the, the Wickenburg Gold Rush Days Parade with the guys, and then after that I signed up with Pony Express, and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. So, pretty awesome. A lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's more fun than it should be legal. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, I mean, this is a really great group of guys. They're, their hearts are in the right place, and uh, they, they uh, you know, it's a drinking club. There you go. There's, there's that's there's from last from year. Last year, yeah. yeah. You guys sponsored me last year, but yeah, I didn't yeah. get to ride. So, but uh, yeah, there you go. There's the leather placard. So you put that on the website. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. Right on. So aside from uh, the Pony Express, are there other events that the Comancheros do throughout the year? The, the well, I'm not a Comanchero to say. Uh, to, first of all, I am a guest rider. Okay. What? Yeah, I've never joined the club. Okay. I'm only okay. here as a guest. But and uh, so I, and I, I remain that way. I can't I can't meet their meetings. I can't oh, ma- I can't I can't fall into all the rules that they want they want to do. So I don't. Just I do just that. do it. Yeah. So I just do the Pony Express because I really really um, like what they're doing and why the, you know for the charity. That's awesome. So yeah, but they they do plenty of events. They do they do so they do a toy drive at Christmas time for needy kids. Cool. Uh, they do several uh, uh, trail rides that raise money for various different children's charities around. But you're gonna you'll get that information from some of these guys. Uh, I would talk to Kevin Black. He's uh, he's he's the pres- he's the current president of the Comancheros this year. Um, Larry Snipes, he's the ride coordinator for this year. He's hmm. been he's been a Comanchero for many 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 years. Yeah. And of course Jason Spees, who's the trail boss this year. So he was president last year. So okay. they can they can offer you a lot more information than what I can. Just a <laughs> great group to work with. They great are. group to be a part of. They Just are. salt of the earth, good people. Yep. Um, and another cool thing is you've 
you know, you've passed on this lifestyle to your daughters. Yes. As far as the horse riding and penning and all that stuff. Yep. And your daughters are getting the age now where they're they're competing and things like that. That's got to be really, really uh, exciting and rewarding for you. Oh, oh, absolutely. Certainly is to watch these kids grow up and uh, and progress. I mean, they were. I mean, I put them on a horse before they could walk. But that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, I, you know, they were riding double seated in, in the saddle on my on my horse when they were toddlers. But um, yeah, they've they've really taken to it this last year. I got them in 4-H. They're competing in 4-H. Uh, the one daughter is going to compete at the state level in Holbrook oh, wow. for uh, team sorting, uh, cattle sorting, uh, come this fall. So uh, we're really excited about that and go watch her watch her uh, you know excel and progress and all that. So. And then the other daughter, she's she's behind, but you know, she, I I she borrows my horse, so we got to share it for a little while. <laughs> so horses, owning a horse, is that an expensive pet? Is it a pet? It is not. <laughs> or is it a part of the family? It is not a pet. It is <laughs> it is a partner. Oh, wow. I, it's a working partner is really what okay. my horse is. Yeah. Uh, we have a job to do, and we work together to get that job done, whether it's putting cattle in the pen, whether it's moving moving animals from one side of a ranch to another or to get my fat ass up the side of a mountain. <laughs> Either way. Or uh, it's uh, delivering mail. Or delivering or mail, delivering. exactly. <laughs> We've got a job to do, and we work together to get that done. So, Phil, you are a cowboy. I mean, I, I could tell uh, by the boots, the mustache. I'm a backyard cowboy. I'm a surveyor first. Uh, there you go. <laughs> well, m- my question is, did the mustache come before you got involved or started riding and, and got involved in the Pony Express, or did it come after? Uh, it it kind of came with the Comancheros. I I had a must. I had him off and on over over the years. My wife hates it. She can't stand it because she likes drinking her coffee from a cup rather than out of my mustache from a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, last year was my 50th birthday, yes. and uh, when these guys do parades, they, uh, other than Pony Express parades, they they dress in period clothing from the 1880s. So they're they're supposed to look like ruffians and thugs from the old west. Yes. Huh. Okay. So last year, for my 50th birthday, I decided I was going to celebrate that by going down to Tombstone. Okay. And I got myself an outfit to represent a surveyor, as a, sur- a field surveyor would look, in the 1880s. And, of course, I grew out my mustache into a handlebar, so that way I could look the part. That is so, so cool. And I rode my horse into Old Tombstone, down Allen Street, you know, in front of the, in front of the OK Corral and... Big Nose Cates and the Palace awesome. Theater and all that other stuff. It was a big deal, you know, to, to celebrate my 50th birthday. So my kids and my so wife cool. got to watch it, too, and there they go. There they are. So there they are, my three red-headed beauties. What, speaking of your red-headed beauties, and there's other beautiful ladies walking around here as well, is there... Um, is, is this like men's only club? It, I don't see any uh, lady common girls walking no, it's, around. It is a men's charity club. That's that's what it's designed for. Gotcha, it's, gotcha, it, gotcha. It was a splinter group from the Phoenix JCs from many many years ago, and they decided that once the Phoenix JCs folded, that they were going to do their own thing. They reorganized, they reset up a new charter, and now they've been running as a men's charity club for thirty some odd years. So, perfect. Um, yeah. So, awesome. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yep. So they do a lot of good for a lot of, you know, for a lot of kids around the city of Phoenix. So that's awesome, man. Great, great group to be a part of. You know, I'm, I'm thankful to just be here and uh, 
get to experience it with you. Yeah, and thank you guys uh, for coming out so you can see this. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you uh, you take care. You're looking good, dude. I think you lost some weight. Yeah, I lost about 15 pounds in the last couple months. Good for you, man. So yeah, good for you. What's that? Phil, I want to thank you for representing all the surveyors in the cowboy world. Oh, exactly. Hell yeah, man. There's hell a bunch yeah. out there, right? Yeah, there's several of them. There's a bunch yeah. of surveyor there, there cowboys are. out there. there. Yeah. I feel like Phil, I Phil is Phil like, was like the, the trailblazer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't been a trendsetter for a long time. so <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right, my friend. Right on, guys. Thank you for having me. You take Thanks care. for chatting with me. And I uh, look forward to the rest of what you guys are doing here. So. All right, man. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye. Bye. Next up, we have Daryl Cross. Daryl, thanks so much for sitting down and chatting with us for a few minutes. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Glad to be here tonight. And I'm looking at your, your sleeve. I don't see any years. Is this your first one, or is this a new shirt, and it, you haven't got the years put on it yet? What's going on here? No, this is definitely my very first one. Wow. It is wow. my second Pony Express ever. Okay. So uh, back in March of this year, mm-hmm. Apache Junction, in conjunction with the Hitching Post Saloon, put together with Superstition Horsemen's Association their first annual Pony Express. And I was the the, uh, trail boss and the coordinator for the whole event. So was it a was it a JC Phoenix JC Comancheros? Is it was it tied at all to that or something completely unrelated? Just completely unrelated. Interesting. We, we, we just kind of uh, the Hitching Post Saloon went ahead and uh, contacted us at, with Superstition Horseman and okay. said, "Hey, um, got a great idea. We've seen these Pony Expresses. Let's do one." And Apache Junction was in the process of going through their um, hundred year Founders Day celebration. So this year is the 100th year of Apache Junction being what it is and where it is. Uh-huh. And uh, so we kind of segued it right into having a, a whole complete celebration that would include a Pony Express. That is so awesome. And then my understanding is you somehow connected with Phil, Phil Fedor? Yeah, as we put the, um, the information out on uh, social media, Phil hit me up and said, hey, you know, I've been running the Pony Express over for, or not running, but been with the uh, Comancheros. And he says, I'd love to help you guys out, seeing how it's your first one, anything I could do to help you. And my God, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to pull it off without Phil's help. He wow, was that's absolutely awesome. phenomenal. Good dude, for sure. We love Phil. We do. We have a lot of Especially love for his Phil. Especially his mustache. Oh, yeah. It's, it's on point. It is. To say the least. Say on, the least. Or on curl, whichever one you choose. <laughs> curl <Exactly>. point <laughs> comes to a point. <laughs> so are you are you riding in the uh, Pony Express this year? Yeah. You have I, a leg or two, I, I believe that's what it's called. actually have uh, two legs. Two legs. Wow. Started out with just two legs. Um, so I'm, I'm riding the uh, second leg. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Wow. And then I'm also riding originally the 63rd leg, which is the second to the last one. Oh, okay. Oh. Part of that is I sell um, I, I volunteered for it because I have a parade horse that is willing to do anything and everything I ask of her. And she's been around a lot of vehicles, a lot of you know, um, fire trucks with horns and sirens going off. Yeah. And she's really good about it. And so going down Senator Highway into Prescott is like, yeah, no, I got this. No problem. Yeah, it's cool. 
That is awesome. So are you going to be, you said second, well, first of all, the second leg. So you're probably going to be on Cave Creek Road, right? Correct. Yep. So you got that highway, to, or you know, not a highway, but it's a fairly busy road to deal with. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the second to last leg, is that making your way into the town of Prescott at that point? Yeah, it's coming down the hill on the okay. switchbacks in the, on Senator Highway into Prescott. And then from there, uh, Phil hit me up yesterday and said, hey, we've got an issue. we got a leg that doesn't have any coverage. Uh-oh. You want to help Uh-oh. me out with it? And I said, sure, absolutely. When? So he said, you know, um, it's over by Black Canyon City. I can't remember. I think it's leg 19. And I said, you know, you want to ride with me on it? And I said, absolutely. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So you guys ride together? Yeah. We, That's so cool. Yeah. And the pictures that Phil posts every year, that, I mean, obviously you have a photographer taking pictures along the way. And it just, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, it makes me wish I was a horse person just to do it one time and get a really cool picture and one of these cool shirts. But, uh, yeah. Can anybody do it? Or I mean, that's a, that's a question I have. Can Actually, anybody yeah. do it? Do you have to qualify? Do you have to know how to ride a horse? I mean, what's... Well, you absolutely need to ride a horse, be able to ride a horse. <laughs> and you have to have your own horse or find somebody that's willing to let you use their <laughs> yeah. horse. Strike so, two. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and with today's, you know, obviously feed prices, oh. owning a horse is just as bad as owning a diesel truck. <laughs> wow. Is that true? You usually own both. Oh, feed right. prices are way up. Oh, yeah. I mean, really? Think about it. You, Interesting. You know, it takes diesel fuel to get that hay out of the field and, and and to the market, so it's all proportional. Oh, wow. Wow. Unreal. Unreal. So what yeah. are you most excited about? Oh, the whole the whole aspect of it, you know, the, the J.C. Comancheros is, is, you know, a, a, a brotherhood, I suppose, is the way, best way to put it. And, you know, everybody getting involved and, and, and helping each other out it's it's phenomenal. It's it's really really uh, a unique thing to see. Yep. I'm looking forward to every bit of it. Just a great cause too, on top of everything else. Yeah, that's another big thing. Is is their their charity of uh, that they're supporting. Um, yeah. Can't beat it. So are you going to be up in Crown King when the when they ride up there? Probably not. Um, I think it's what, an overnight thing, right? Yeah, we're gonna um, the first night. We're going to head up to, to Groom Creek and get all our stuff ready so that, you know, we're, all, you know, wide awake and, and paying attention for our legs up there. Gotcha. 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 Do they still, I know, I, mean, I don't know if they still allow you guys to do it, but it used to be like the common trails would get up to Crown King and ride their horses into the saloon and do shots or something like that. That is my understanding. And no. um, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think they allow that anymore. <laughs> Although the Hitchin Post Saloon allowed me to bring my horse. Oh, they did? In, yeah. And uh, AJ? And AJ, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So there, there is a picture on social media with that one, uh, both the owner on horseback and myself on horseback. So cool. Getting a getting a beer for my uh, horse and whiskey for my man. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> Isn't that go. a song? It is a song. Yes, we are going to use that song for this episode. Let's do it. Absolutely. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So what? Uh, so the rumor has it you're running for something, and we, we talked about Apache Junction. What, what's this all about? Yeah. So currently, I'm a, a planning and zoning commissioner in Apache Junction, and I am currently also running for city council. Right on. So yeah, it, it's it's really exciting, and and that's one of the things that um, Apache Junction is a somewhat of a, a really good strong horse community, and we're trying to preserve that, and so we need like-minded people serving on council to help preserve that that uh, western town western theme yeah. and horse privileges very cool very cool 
So with uh, you running for city council, and you said you're planning and zoning, correct? Yes. Um, what what other what other things do you do? Like, what's your day job? Well, day job I install. Well, I don't install anymore, but I test, inspect, and uh, do all the annual things for fire sprinkler systems, whether wow. it be fire pumps, um, backflow prevention. Uh, testing and maintenance you know if there's a repair that needs to be made they get a leak overnight I get calls at weird hours so <laughs> yeah that's cool that's pretty awesome so that and horses that and horses I'm also the chairman of the superstition horsemen's association awesome. so living out there in AJ the, the, I mean the beautiful thing about it is there's a lot of horse properties out there there's a lot yeah. of horse folks out there and uh, I was mentioning to Phil earlier I've been to this event, I think three or f- this is my fourth one, I think, um, supporting Phil, of course, and it's just such a good group of people. Yeah. You mentioned brotherhood earlier, and I, I love that word, and I, I sense it every time I'm around this group. Glad to hear that. I mean, and, and that's 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 the whole thing about this is that it, it's a group of like-minded people promoting something that it's a worthy cause. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Um, What else? Anything else, Daryl? Anything else we haven't asked you that you want to tell everybody about? Well, uh, one of the big things about Superstition Horsemen Association is Mm -hmm. they're a group that uh, organized back in 1982 and has been a kind of politically based in the sense that they are a watchdog for Apache Junction to make sure that the city council doesn't pass any ordinances that would be detrimental to owning and having horses. So, oh, wow. That's yeah, great. We, you know, we, we kind of keep a, a tab on things, make sure they don't, um, you know, change the, the rules and ordinances so that we can continue to, to freely own our horses and take care of them in a, in a good, positive way. I do have one other question. I think sure. I think Nick may have one as well. Oh, I but, was just going to say, they look out for their fellow horsemen. Yes, we <laughs> yes, do. Yes, exactly. Do. My question is this, and it just came to mind. I know there there's still wild horses in Arizona. Yeah. Are they like literally wild like nobody owns them or is there some what how, what is uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, that, that that's a touchy subject in both directions. You know, some of the horses that they have on the Salt River Salt River, those are the ones. Yeah. Those are the big ones. Um yep. some of those are feral horses that got got you know released from their you know, pens or mm-hmm. a lot of them came across from the reservation when the fence uh, got burnt down from oh, a uh, wildfire. Yep. But like some of the ones up there by Heber Overgard and over in the White Mountain Apache Indian Reservation, those are actually good wild horses really? that have wow. been around for a long time. You that drive down some of those dark roads and you'll see piles of manure that are you know four feet tall. And that's where a stallion is constantly marking his territory. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. That is it, it's really awesome. cool to see that kind of stuff. It's beautiful to see like like you say, like when you're on the Salt River tubing or whatever, yeah. just even driving yeah. and you see these these wild Wild horses. It's it's incredible. So yeah, awesome. Uh, awesome. All right, we got to wrap this one up. We're getting the we're getting the uh, time to uh, time to go thing here with Daryl. So, <laughs> but hey, regardless, we uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us. Great Absolutely. to meet you. Awesome. Good Absolutely. luck with your ride. Thank you so much, guys. Vote for Daryl. Appreciate it. Appreciate it a bunch. And yeah, thank you. Vote, Vote for Daryl. <laughs> Next up, we have Mr. Kevin Black. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. 
Nice to be here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy, so what's what's your role in the uh, common trails right now? So I just heard you're going to be the trail boss next year. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm the uh, 2022 chairman-elect okay. for the club this year. And then next year, I'll be the trail boss for the Pony Sport. So what is wow. the responsibility of the trail boss? So you're seeing quite a bit of it right here. In ter- Thank you. Uh, quite a bit of uh, the activity here kind of culminates into this, this banquet mm-hmm. where we share all of our uh, blessings with the sponsors and the riders. They're registering over here on the left. We're recognizing all of the sponsors who have uh, donated to us for this year's run. Uh, But it starts pretty much a year ago. And, And there's a lot to it in terms of trying to get people to commit to the ride, trying to get uh, sponsors lined up, getting this banquet together. We have uh, four different meetings where we bring uh, riders from the previous years together, or new riders, Mm -hmm. and we get them organized and signed up. They're donors. Each leg is sponsored for uh, the run, and you can see in the video up there, we've got... uh, a lot of riders this year. We've got about 40. Wow. That'll be making the run. We carry mailbags that are full of letters. So throughout that year, we're collecting letters that wow. go all over the world. The postmaster will stamp these in Prescott and put them in the mail. And so it's uh, our biggest event. Yeah, and it is so cool. Um, I've known Phil Fedor for a number of years, and he's been doing it, I think, for about five or six years, I believe. And ever since he's been involved with it, you know, I've attended these events uh, in, the, in the past, you know, when we uh, we supported him or sponsored him. And it's just it's such a great group of folks, you know, salt-of-the-earth type people. And you can just tell it's, uh, it's a good organization to be a part of. Yeah, we're real happy with the way that it's evolved. We have uh, also included this year a charity golf tournament. Wow, that nice. Is part of part of this uh, initiative. So just to give you a little perspective, last year we were able to donate to Horses Help, yep. which is our uh, 501c3 charity, about $30,000. That's awesome. This wow. year we'll probably, or we're on track to provide about $45,000. Wow. So we really appreciate all of the support for Why the uptick in the amount that you're able to contribute, do you think? Was it the golf outing or was there something more to it? No, I think primarily it was the golf outing, but I also think it was just the members getting engaged in reaching out to donors, trying to enlist some corporate donors. You can see across the way there, Texas Roadhouse, which is our partner this year, who supported us through a couple of our events. We have uh, plans to expand that relationship. Uh, Horses help. Horses Help has really ganged up with us well and reached out to some of the donors that we got for the golf tournament that we've gotten for the uh, Pony Express. But I think a lot of folks really enjoy the fact that we sustain this Western horseman kind of approach. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How does somebody, if somebody wants to ride in the Pony Express and do one of the legs, what's the process? I mean, do you... Is there a, a, like a, an interview? I mean, do you have to have a certain level of horsemanship to be able to do it? How, how, how does that work? So, you know, in my uh, personal opinion, I think there should be a certain degree of horsemanship because you can get hurt, you know, if you don't 
have a pretty good handle on riding your horse. That doesn't mean that you have to be an accomplished horseman. It's probably more about having a good horse, really. But I think uh, just fundamentally what we seek is a rider application where we ask for some details about the rider. We, some of the folks have been around this quite a while. We'd like to go out and see folks ride in one of the previous events. So we do some of the work in the early year to trail ride. And wow. so we like to get folks to come out, bring their animal, let's see if they've got an animal that's well suited for the run. And then uh, basically what we ask is that they get sponsors. So for each of the legs that they run, which are approximately two miles, we like for them to have a $200 sponsor. And then we record that in our uh, process. And then at the point at which we get to here for the banquet, you get registered, you get placards, you get your uh, details about the lake that you're going to run and so forth. So it's a $200 minimum? Yes. So we like to get a $200 minimum, but we have this year been very blessed to have uh, probably four, uh, three, four, five thousand dollar sponsors. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, no, no. and we provide the 501c3 uh, for people who would like to be able to donate and be able to incorporate that in their tax filings. <laughs> that is cool. Are there, so are there any other other charities that you guys support them besides besides Horses Help? Or is that kind so, of your main, so your main one? Horses Help is our main because of their uh, having a 501c3 and probably most of all they're using horses for therapy. So it fits within our, perfect. our profile, yeah. our, our kind of how we identify ourselves. But we do things throughout the year like underprivileged children. We have an event where we take uh, a bunch of gifts for children to a South Phoenix school. At least we've done that in the past. Or we sponsor a family. So we've sponsored a couple families. We That's work awesome. with the city of Phoenix Police Department. And they help us with identifying a family. And so members donate their time. They go out and get uh, sponsorships. All the members, for example, or many of the members, for example, last year bought bicycles. And so wow. we went to a school down in uh, South Phoenix, and uh, we passed out these bicycles to these kids. And so it's all about kids, I guess, is kind of the important point. So yeah. What we do is for kids. Yeah, it's so awesome. What is, so what do you like best about it? How, for, 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 let me ask you this first. How long have you been involved with uh, the Chasey's? So this is my 10th year okay. uh, that I've been involved. Uh, the history goes back considerably further than that. But I think what I like best about it is kids. You know, we're a rodeo family. We love kids. We're all about the little ones. And horses, you know, we really appreciate folks that are taking good care of fine horses. So I really think that when you do something for a kid and you can see that in the eyes of a child or in the eyes of their parents, it's pretty special. Yeah, yeah, that is, it's got to be incredibly rewarding. Do you have folks involved that aren't, say, horse folks? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at Nick over here, who's not a horse person, but I if mean, he wanted I, to be involved mean. with the Common Trails, could he be? Absolutely, absolutely. So there's a lot of different... <laughs> He's events. like, I'm kind of a horse person. So, so here's the thing. <laughs> You may not be a full horse person in the beginning, but we kind of work hard to make you one. I How's love that? Ah, and so, love so it. getting into the mix of horses, there's something about a horse that touches your soul. And so those of us who've had them for a really long time, that's how it is in our life anyway. But 
Yes, indeed. There are a number of people who are not equestrian. Uh, I would say many of our supporters, in fact, our wives. You know, there's a number of folks that get involved in this process. This is by no means limited to the members of the Comancheros. Nice. That's good to know. Uh, so what are you most excited about moving forward? I like us being able to set goals. You know, wow. this year was all about brand recognition. We wanted to make sure that we reinvigorated the brand and, and those partnerships that we could create. We wanted members to kind of think into the future and not necessarily be disrespective of the, path, of the past. As you can see by some of the images on the walls, we have quite a history here. But we're moving into the future, and so I'd like to see us leave the club in better shape than it was the previous year. So you mentioned uh, you guys and moving into the future. Is there some sort of um, like board or hierarchy that you guys have to, you know, like, like, like your team? What, what is the layout of your team? So the Comancheros have an executive board okay. where there are three members that are elected members from the members. And then we have an elected board, and that's what I chair. I'm the chairman of the elected board. And so we have an executive group that represents our incorporated status. So tax filings and all the various responsibilities that we have to be an incorporated entity. And then members, many of which are basically uh, brought into the club by referral, and they have to be voted in. So there is a, a process of coming into the club, and we're uh, limiting our membership to 30. We only have 30 Interesting. members. They're all voting members. He loves you. Josh Boyd <laughs> does love me. He does love me. He may not act like it, but he does. He gave so, us the cowboy bird. Yeah, he did. So, so I do think that uh, we're not planning on increasing the membership. We'd like to keep that core membership of about 30. And so all members are voting with the exception of the chairman. The chairman basically facilitates the meetings, and we have those twice a month. Wow. <laughs> I hate to get off topic here, but I'm watching a video of maybe last year's ride, and I just saw a video of a guy that got thrown off his horse. First of all, I hope he was okay. Yeah, Second of all, there is some there are some challenges to this ride between Phoenix and uh, and Prescott. So I want to put this again in perspective. In uh, the mid-1970s, when this ride basically began, they ran it from Prescott to Phoenix. Okay. And they ran it early in the year, and there were 10 riders. And these riders wow. had to ride through the snow to get wow. down off the mountain, get down here into the desert floor. So we uh, are not as tough as those cowboys, is what I would like to say. <laughs> but we have fine animals fine horses but if you ride one of them things it's possible that you can get on the ground that's just the nature of being on a horse. You, there's just so much you can't plan for i mean they get spooked or what have you and some of these horses are riding by traffic and rattlesnake um, pops out there horse you go jumps out of the way it, there's just any number of things that could possibly happen but yep i think most of these cowboys that ride this uh run awesome. you can see that they're whipping and spurring there and going pretty fast most of these cowboys been on these animals for a lot of years, and they know what they're doing. That's incredible. Um, are, are the are the legs ran by like two cowboys, or is it really just one per leg? And the only reason I ask, I'm like, if there's a second cowboy and the one, you know, one guy gets bucked off or something, 
you know, there's uh, there's a safety aspect of it, I would assume. So what we try to do with new riders, because as I said earlier, we like to be able to check them out, make sure that they're safe and comfortable in the run. Yep. This year, for example, I got a cowboy who's going to ride with me on my three legs. I'm going to keep an eye on him, eye on his horse, just make sure that everything is going well. So it's not always the case that we have a leg where two riders go, but a few of them we do. And if they don't want to run it all the way, they don't have to, especially on this desert floor when it's pretty hot. We run June 30, we arrive in Prescott July 1, and so we try to be mindful of the fact that we're in the hot desert and we don't want to hurt these animals. So I'm thinking like maybe this year I'll go... I've been there for the start of the like the very first leg. You know, they're by the post office and the horses help facility and stuff. It's really, really cool. I've never been to Prescott, though, when you guys ride into town. That's got to be a pretty neat thing to see as well. It's a lot of fun. We come in and bring the mail to the postmaster there at the Prescott post office. We are then finished with our ride. You saw us swear in a few minutes ago. Yep. This is a responsible uh, oath that we take to be able to carry the mail. We do not open those mail bags. We hand them to the postmaster. And then on the following day, on Saturday, we ride in the parade. Wow. Oh, because the big rodeo is going on up That's there right. and everything. Prescott yeah, it's rodeo. a huge weekend up in Prescott. Yep, Prescott Rodeo. Absolutely. That's too cool. I'll tell you what, I love everything you guys are doing. Every time I'm here for the banquet, um, it just makes you feel good to be a part of this group. So uh, congrats to everything you're doing. Is there anything else you want to get out there that maybe we haven't asked you about? Well, this is a Aren't you a surveyor? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that. He mentioned before we had him on. <laughs> so here's the deal. He's done Once some a surveying. surveyor, always a surveyor, right? That's true. So, uh, indeed, uh, when I was a young guy, and I'm currently not, but when I was uh, 18, I started working as a surveyor for the Bureau of Reclamation in wow. Yuma, Arizona. And when I left, I was a chief surveyor, and that was about wow. left, left surveying, I should say. I was a chief surveyor, and that was about 20 years of being a surveyor. So during the Central Arizona Project, Plan yep. 6 Safety Dam. No kidding. What do you do now, just out of curiosity? So I manage the planning program and the chief planning officer for the Bureau of Reclamation okay. Development Division, and I've been there for uh, with Reclamation for 38 years. Awesome. Good for you. Congrats on a great career. Thank you very much. It all much. started with surveying. It, it did? sure did. It yeah. opens up so, doors. So just a little quick story. Uh, Bartlett Dam, if yep. you're familiar with Bartlett yeah. Dam. So there's some discussion about looking at possibly modifying that or adding a little bit of storage there that's in the press but that dam is named after a surveyor really the I original did not know that the original dam construction was a surveyor named bartlett no so, kidding so just a little tidbit that is a fun fact that i had no idea about i appreciate you sharing that you betcha. you betcha all right my friend well hey you take care good luck on your rides thank you very much appreciate you being here and doing what you're doing all right appreciate yep. you be no, safe you. you bet All right, we're here with Risa Hill, correct? Absolutely. Risa, great to meet you. Thanks nice. for taking a few minutes to chat with us. Nice to meet you. How long have, uh, have you, uh, I'm assuming your husband has been a part of the Common Trails for how long? Um, since we were in our 20s. Oh my we're, gosh. And we're 50 Not now. that you're old, I was just saying. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> for 30 years? Absolutely, yeah. No way. 
Wow. Well, I, my father was a Comanchero. My brother-in-law was a Comanchero. So I've been running with the Comanchero since I was nine. Oh, my God. And my husband joined when he was like 21. You're the best person for this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm no good at this, Willis. There he is right there. Oh, yeah. The oh, he's one. the original. He's handsome. a handsome guy. He, he looks like Gumby. All knees and elbows. <laughs> <laughs> So 30 years. Uh, yes. That's incredible. So uh, talk about how it has changed over the course of 30 years. How it's changed. Yep. A little bit closer to the mic. Um, Don't be intimidated. A lot. Well, there's so much social media now, so a lot has changed that, um, wow. in that point. You know Interesting. I mean? yep. Like Because before it was just the men and their horses. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? yep. So now it's... You can put the word out, put pictures out. You can get interest with all different kinds of people. You know what I mean? Like, you don't wear a cowboy hat, but you have one on today, right? Yep. Because we're a cowboy, so you went and got a cowboy hat. Yep. So Wait, wait, wait. I've had this for at least five years. Nice. I'm impressed. <laughs> Since but, the first time I came. <laughs> but, you, but you know what I'm saying. Like, because because you came around the first time yes. years ago, yep. and it just grows You're on right. you. I think that, that the club grows on you because of the great things they do. Do they play too hard? Absolutely. We play hard um do they say use bad language absolutely but they love with their whole heart yep and they work really hard for all their charities and that's something you cannot take away from them ever you can love them or hate them but you cannot say they don't do good things wow that's awesome yep and that's what i've been saying like pretty much everybody i've talked to and, and it's no joke i came here probably five or six years ago phil fedora is a good friend oh absolutely yeah good guy, and, good and guy. phil's you know super passionate about it and you know we we sponsored him five years ago and came to the came to the banquet and Thank i was just you like so much. and i was just like these are the most like salt of the earth good people that I think I've ever been around. It's just a good group, you Thank can you tell. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank you so, much. so everything you're saying is exactly what I've witnessed, you know, for the five short years that I've been a part of the group. But um, it just seems so rewarding. It is. I, To be honest with you, because it's a man group and I love what they do, but because they do so much, I actually started doing things too like because they get so much reward for doing charity things yeah so i said you know i'm gonna get some charity too so i started, wow. so I started running 5ks but oh i love it yeah because i don't because they can do so many things so it, it kind of trickles down right like it does, it does yeah. trickle down you got to know phil fedora got yep. to know this and it trickles down so all great things are really well said really well said and let's face it uh, i think one of the gentlemen up here mentioned it just a few minutes ago jason i believe behind every great man is a uh, even greater woman <laughs> thank you True, though, right? Thank you so much. I, I, I can so attest much. to that for myself personally, but I mean, I, I really do believe that, that that is the case, you know? Thank you so much. A, a man cannot reach his full potential unless he has, you know, an even stronger woman by his Same side. Same with so. a woman. Same with a woman. We cannot do it either. Yep. We can't do it without you. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is so rewarding. I love talking to you guys. I think, thank you so much. I, what do you do, like, the like for the two days of the actual Pony Express? What, like, what do you do? Are you I'm a sh- supporting I, somehow? I drive the truck. 
So I, dry, I drop guys off on their way, and I pick guys up on their way. So sometimes I will drop one truck, pick up another truck, and drive it down two miles. Drop one truck, pick up another truck, and drive two miles. So I might be six miles ahead of my husband. My truck's waiting for him at his end. You don't think? I kind of leapfrog the trucks all the way up to Crown King and all the way down. That's awesome. I drove Phil Fedora's truck a few times. <laughs> wow. Do you ever leave cute notes for your husband? Well, we've been married a long time. I used to. <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. Now I'm really tired. I got grandkids, <laughs> and and you know I'm really tired. But yes, yeah. I yes I should yeah. do that. Maybe this year I'll do that. That Ooh, might be a good be on the little, on the steering change. wheel. I will leave a cute note. Uh-huh. That, Yes. Nick's young. He's only been married like a year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So they're, been they're still longer. leaving. I've been married longer than he's been alive. So <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when, like, when do you start preparing for the day of the Pony, like days of the Pony Express? Is it like two weeks before? Is it two months before? Six months before? A year. Um, well... Because we have to prepare the horses mm. to do it also, mm-hmm. it's not just the man on the horse. It's the right. horse that has to do it also. Yep. So you prepare a lot, a, a long time. This year, it's been a little harder because, you know, life gets in the way a little yeah. bit. But uh, probably we got to get the horses ready six months in advance. My granddaughter has been helping me get... Um, the horses prepared. We've been long trotting them. So it's a family affair. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So you said your dad and your grandpa were all. My father was a comanchero, yeah. so I believe I was about nine years old when um, he's my stepdad, but he was my dad. Yeah. Became when my mom and him got married. I became a comanchero kid. And so I've been running the Comancheros my entire life, 40 years. So does does he come from he a died. Comanchero background? You have got to know somebody. To be a Comanchero, somebody has to bring you in. And okay. they call it your daddy, but it's more like your sponsor. Mm-hmm. So... Like, if you wanted to be one, I'm sure Phil, uh, not Phil, he's not a Comanchero, but, you know, he could get you in contact with the person, you know, and you could become a Comanchero very easily. I mean, you know what I mean? But you got to go through a protocol. It's not like, you know, you can't just walk in and say, hi, my name is Risa and I want to be a Comanchero. You have to know somebody to come in. Kind of exclusive. Let me ask you this then. Like, some of your your friends that you're here with tonight, were they, like, common, like, you've known them since you were nine years old type thing? Absolutely. Wow. Gene Gene Thale, Rich Drake, the MC, Steve Grant. Wow. Yes. That is so cool. I actually, the guy right here, um, I knew his father. His father passed away before he was born. He was actually my ring bear in my wedding. He was a child. No way. So, this is one big family, and we all work as a unit. It it just don't go away. That is impressive. Yeah. If you want talk to Ty Shaver, he had a lot to say because he'd been a Comanchero kid since he was born. Wow. So he's been around. Yes. And he's 33 now. But he was, his dad was a Comanchero before he was born. And so he was born into the club. Absolutely. And I, I, when you, I think it's safe to say that, you know, being part of, as you said, like a Comanchero family, you, you're raised with a certain, with certain values, right? Yes. Yes. And certain like, you know, life skills that, yeah. This is my son-in-law. Yay. He's a Look at him on next. Yeah, you're next. I'm diabetic. It don't matter. You can come on. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Ben. Anyways. Hey, grab Ty. They want to talk to him. Grab Ty. <laughs> 
Sorry. Such a great story. Such a great story. Well, hey, Risa, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. I had a great time, guys. Yeah. Any, okay. Anything any, Anything else you want to get out there that we haven't asked you about? Uh, no, I no? don't. Yeah, no. All right. Great you did night. good. Thank great you job, so much. Guys. Okay, bye. Right, thank bye. you. We've got Ty Schaefer with us. Ty, welcome to the Geoholics. Thank you for having me. Did you have any idea you were going to be on a podcast this evening? I had no idea I'd ever be on a podcast in my life. <laughs> This is pretty cool. Even better. <laughs> so are, are, are you currently a Comanchero? Are you riding in this year's event? What's your status? Straight up, I came here to drink beer. Oh, this kind of guy. I was born and raised in this outfit. My dad this outfit. is what they called a, a gold pin. He was in this for Ooh. 25 or 30 years. Wow. Um, I don't know. I've done everything. I've been a member of the Comancheros. I've ran Pony Express, I think, for 15 years, and wow. I just kind of hit my little limit. Okay. I need to go do something else. So. Yeah, yeah. Still a good event to come back and Great. reminisce and see people you haven't seen in a while, that type thing, right? Well, and these guys are family. I mean, I've known them all my entire life. So yeah. come up here, hang out, catch up a little bit, yeah. and drink beer. Of course, yeah. of course. It's, yeah. it's part of the culture, exactly. as they say, right? Socializing. So what, like, what's your uh, what's your full-time job? What do you do? I shoe horses. You do? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Not bad. Full-time. Is that a full-time job? Full-time. I've got about 275 head of horses that I shoe regularly. Wow. I have so many questions. I don't know the first thing about shoeing a horse. I've seen it. You've seen it done? Yeah, back when I lived in the barn. Oh. <laughs> Right. Per- perfect place to watch. You lived in a barn. Yeah. Fun, fun fact, Geohawk fans, I, I haven't mentioned this before, but uh, after I graduated high school, uh, I moved into a barn. I was, I was kind of working on the ranch, and uh, yeah, he, he let me live in the barn. Cheap rent, I bet. <laughs> it was. I, I showered down in the stables with the horses, so I'd go feed them hay, and then I'd shower, and then I'd go to, go to class. Uh, that was my uh, my college experience. Hey, that is wild. Great experience, though. Good life skills. <laughs> yes, for sure. But but let's talk about shoeing horses because I, I've seen it done and it, it's pretty intense. And you're an expert, I guess. I I don't know if I call myself an expert. Um, I've been shoeing off and on for about eight years, two years now, full time. Nowhere near an expert. Um, I've got a couple really good guys that I'm kind of I wouldn't say mentoring under. I guess would probably be the best way to mm-hmm. put it. They yep. are. I mean, like masters of the craft. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's 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 a job that kind of tests you every day, mentally, physically. I don't know. It's it's an art craft, I guess, is probably the best way I could put it. Yeah. So, do you work with those two guys? Not not regularly. Um, both of those guys are have since retired, but uh, they live close enough to me, and I actually shoot horses for them now. So it's kind of cool. I go over there, I shoot their animals, and they just pick me apart, tell me where I'm doing wrong or where huh. I can improve, and it's. It doesn't sound like it'd be any fun, but it's actually an absolute blast. How often does a horse need to be reshoed? I guess every six to eight weeks. Really? Every six to eight weeks. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. I thought it was like a twice a year thing or something. No, I have wow. those clients, but no. It's not good for the horse, probably though, <laughs> no. right? No, they grow so much, man. It's it's insane. It's like clipping your nails. You don't just let them grow. Crazy. Except you're stuck standing on them. Yeah. That's not that's not good for the horse. You no, clip, you clip your dog. That's horrible. Nails, don't you? No, you don't dog's clip. nails. Yes. No, when they go when we take them to get groomed, they get clipped. But that's that's like what's every three months or something. I just run my dog a down year. a dirt road twice a week, and then that fixes it. He does his own. <laughs> you can't do that with horses though. So there's a lot of there's like the horse culture in Phoenix, I guess specifically, is pretty 
pretty large, right? It's huge. Yeah. It's, it's so what, do, you, do you live on the east side or west side? I live out in Buckeye. I'm on the west valley. On the west side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you have clients? Because it seems like the horse properties are either Dude, obviously go, far west or far east. I go from Harquahela Valley. I go to Aguila, which is like oh, yeah. west mm-hmm. of Wickenburg. Yep. I have horses in Williams that I shoe. I have a lot of clients in Scottsdale. I really, really don't hit the wet, the East Valley. It's you don't have to. Yeah, You're so busy so on the West Side. Traffic yeah, traffic over there. Yeah. That and there's so many guys out there shoeing horses. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you're almost kind of stepping on people's toes if if I'm treading over there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I have no reason. To be. So interesting. Do you shoe a lot of horses for these guys here? Oh my gosh, I do. And this week is going to be hell because they're gearing up for Pony Express. Yeah. So everyone's been calling me like, "Hey man, my horses do." Yeah, got Pony Express coming this week. Yeah, don't remind me. So wow. Yeah. So growing up in night again, I I look at this as kind of as being a culture, like the common trail culture. Um, What like what do you think are some of the main takeaways growing up in the in in the common trail family? Dang sure respect, responsibility. Um, I would say integrity, man. I've learned a lot from these guys. I really have. Um, I shoot tree right over here. I've known him since before I was born. Him and my dad were buddies for 30 years. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I could I could tell stories all day long on all these guys, but dang sure some good life values morals etiquette exactly yeah, i could go on for days about it yeah seem like yeah. some stand-up guys. Do, you, do you have kids i do so are you kind of raising them with those same that same cultural that's those same values yes sir We're trying um, to ingrain them in them mine's a custody deal so i don't i don't get her all the time and obviously sure. these events are consistent so yeah. every chance i do have her you bet your ass we're, we're over here and yeah she used to spend time with these guys i mean i call 90 percent of the guys in this room uncle or aunt so same thing with my daughter she that's how she referred that's to awesome. Well, that's yeah. cool. That's a big family. It, it really is. It really, really is. Yeah. It's like that's been the common theme with pretty much every person we've talked to. They've talked about brotherhood. They've talked about family, you know, camaraderie, stuff like that. It just yeah. it seems like a really cool group to be a part of. They, they are, dude. These guys are a blast. Like the Pony Express. So the Pony Express is an offshoot of the Common Cheros. And so I, there's some faces in here that I don't necessarily recognize. But it, the coolest part about this is everyone's kind of reaching out and pulling people in and bringing people in to be a part of this, you know, and yeah. it, it's for a great cause. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you want to be a part of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. and they seem very welcoming to, like, new riders. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, like, when you have, like, a, a, a click type, I don't want to call it a click, but no, you have, but like, No, I know this, exactly what you mean, where it's kind of closed off. Yeah, yeah. They, they might not be willing to let new folks in, you know, just kind of a little leery of them until they get to know them. Not this outfit at all. Yeah, it seems that way, yeah. You show up somewhere with these guys, and and if you're theirs, you're theirs. You yeah. know, yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I kind of com- I compared it earlier to like a fraternity type thing. That kind of very much you so. know level of camaraderie and stuff like that. The common shows, especially, where the work hard, play hard, mm-hmm. mentality. Play harder. Work hard, play harder. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So you shoe horses. Mm -hmm. You you, you're kind of taking a step back from being a comanchero, but do you still ride? Oh yeah, I've made a living on a horse or under a horse. Either way, the last I'd say probably the last ten years of my life. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I've I've done everything in my power to not work a real job. I've had to several times, but I've uh, made a living for a long time sitting on a horse. I ran a feedlot. Um, I ran a 180-section ranch. It, I, wow. I've, I've busted my ass to stay in the horse industry. Yeah. I don't want to go to work. What do you think about the show Yellowstone? It's a hoax, but it's so freaking entertaining. <laughs> 
That's awesome. It is cool. You, you Coming from any... a true cowboy, boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. You don't see any kind of like cowboy dramas on TV. I thought it was badass. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. stoked for season five. Have you guys watched 1883? I have not. I've heard of it. I have Gangster, not. dude. It is. It's good. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, okay. Have you ever watched Lonesome Dove? Yes. All right. Yes. So I'm not gonna yeah. say it's Lonesome Dove caliber, but it is. It's up it's there, really dude. Good, it's huh? pretty neat. Huh. Interesting. It's Check pretty that neat. Out I, sure. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm you got any good, uh, any good horseshoeing stories, like? Uh, it seems like it could be dangerous. Oh, it, it can. Yeah. I'm, I'm at a point in my career right now that I'm very, very picky about what I'm going to crawl under. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying so hard to master my craft and, and become that artist. Yeah. I'm not going to shoot any pile of shit that walks down the barn at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have, Interesting. Pe- people will buy anything and, and just to ride it, whatever. But yeah. you get to looking at feet. It's, it's almost kind of ruined me as a horseman because that's the first thing my eyes go to when I'm looking at a horse. If they got junk feet under them, they, I might as well just ride them off. So how, like, when you look, what what show, what tells you they have junk feet? What does that look like? Oh, confirmation. I mean, I could show you pictures all day long. Just Confirmational horrible. disposition. I, Do you have to, like, grind that shit down then to, no, in order so, to shoe them? Or is it, like, a permanent deformity? Not necessarily. No, nothing's permanent. It's an ever-changing deal. I mean, you can manipulate the foot just about any way you want. Yeah. Um... Shit feet typically come from neglect or breeding. Okay. Yeah. We we as people have have damaged horses in the sense that we're breeding for pretty colors or muscles or yeah. big tall horses, whatever. Yeah. But they haven't always kept in mind what they're standing on, and that's so interesting. What's kind of tough. They're breeding yeah. great big huge horses on little tiny feet. Wow. And how do you fix that? You can't. I mean, that's genetics. You're never gonna fix it. Yeah. It's interesting. To, how long have you been doing it? Eight years off and on, and two years off and on. Okay, and it's interesting to me, and you know, showing humility Mm -hmm. when you're like, I'm still honing my craft. You know, I'm no expert by any means. You know, I'm really good at what I do, but I still look to these mentors too. Absolutely. I mean, I got two guys that between the two of them have probably forty to fifty years of experience, and here I am with my whopping eight. You know what I mean? Like, how could I come in here and with an ego? Right. I do think I do a good job. I have a lot of people patting me on the back telling me a good job, yeah. but I am nowhere near a master. I am very much still learning and still trying to perfect my craft. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Super cool. It's, it's pretty neat. Awesome, man. Um, anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, what are you passionate about besides shoeing horses? Horses. Horses. Ooh. Horses and my kids. loves horses, yeah. yeah. Like I said, man, I've made a living either sitting on one or under them. Yeah. For the last Any uh, do anything with like race horses or no. not so much? No, <laughs> no sir. Rodeo. Uh, I rode bulls for 12 years. Oh. Uh, That's crazy right there. Crawled on some ranch bronx. Rope a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. I watched rodeos and I'm just like, these guys are freaking out of their minds riding these bulls. Straight up, if I could do it over again, I'd probably never get on another bull. Never. I, I, I would have never got on the first one. It's it's addicting, man. Is it really? Oh, wow. dude, you get that adrenaline pumping. It's I don't want to say too much on your podcast, but it is the best drug I've ever done in my entire life. Is that life. right? Oh, dude, riding a bull. Wow, it, crazy. You, you have so much adrenaline pump through your veins, through your veins, you almost black out. It's it's nuts. The Unreal. first two I got on, I don't even remember it. I nodded my head, and then I'm sitting on the ground like, what just happened? It was wild. Wow. And it's like the whole eight-second thing. When you're watching it, I'm, I'm let alone doing it, it seems like an eternity. Oh, eight be seconds. sitting on there. I couldn't imagine. Be sitting on there. Like, seconds feel like hours. It's it's wild. Absolutely Crazy. wild. That's really? awesome, man. Yeah. It's, it, it, it so it fun. is nothing compared to the mechanical ball. No. 
no. dude, I've gotten hurt far worse on a mechanical bull than I ever have on a real one. <laughs> That's Straight funny. Right up. That's funny, actually. Stupid. Oh, man. Thank you. <laughs> You're right. People I'm, bringing you beers. I'm so glad I'm not driving overnight. <laughs> so great. All right, man. I, that's about all I got. Yeah. Thanks, Ty, for the, taking a few minutes to hang out with Thanks us. Thanks for having me, dude. Great I've never to been chat. on a podcast before in my life. I've so cool. Cool as shit, right? Awesome, man. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Take care. All right. Bye. Debbie Grant. Yes. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course. You just said you got roped into this. So I, hopefully I hopefully this is uh, as much fun for you as it will be for us. Did you see me limping? No. Yeah, I think they broke my leg, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little about you then. Is it your, you said you've, how, how long have you been involved with the uh, Common Trails? Oh, Lord. Um, my youngest is 28 years old. Uh-huh. So before him. So probably wow. pushing 30 years. Pushing. Wow. Yeah, don't ask my age. No way. Never. We would never do that. <laughs> of course. I thought you not. were like 34. You want to come home with me? Yes. I will adopt you. <laughs> that depends. Do you have a smoker? No. <laughs> He's not coming. I'm not coming. <laughs> so, um, 30 years. Yeah. That's crazy. 30 years. And this is like. The, the common theme for everybody we've talked to is it's a big family. The Comancheros are very family-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pony Express has been going on for years. It used to go from north to south, and then it changed from south to north. What was the reason for that? Snow. Snow. <laughs> That's I got crazy. Se- yeah, I got several calls from my husband yeah. that he was frozen. The horse was inside the trailer with him, keeping him warm. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah, I told him, don't come home until you take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> so couldn't they have kept it going from north to south if it they just changed the season? They were doing it. Well, yeah, what were, time of year was that? That's a good that question. That was like in February, March, if I'm not so mistaken. Okay. Yeah. okay, there could be but, snow up there that time. Yeah. Yeah. So then they um, made a deal with the, the Prescott Rodeo. Mm-hmm. And it was easier in July on both horses and riders. A little hot in Phoenix, but... Yeah, yeah. But they yep. start at 6 in the morning, yep. so yeah. they do pretty good. If they, if they make good time, they usually hit Crown King about 3 o'clock. Okay. On a good day. And each rider, I guess it depends on the number of riders that there are, but each rider rides, what was it, a mile or two, plus or minus? Uh, about a yeah, right. um, mile and a half, mile two and a half. and a half, depending on the terrain. Okay. If it's a hard terrain, it's a, it's a lower leg. Yep, yep. So some of the legs are probably a little more challenging for different reasons than others. Hills, um, mountains, mm-hmm. things like that. Yep, yep. So your role in all of this is you take all the pictures and videos, correct? I Yes. It, it can change. It changes year to year. Awesome. So um, I was lucky enough. I've probably done it about 10 times. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it was, That's got to be a lot of fun. You know, it. I enjoy it because, as I see it, the guys, they, they give of themselves. Yep. They take off of work, they find a sponsor, or they pay their leg, and then it all goes to horses' help, and all of this all ties into the kids. Yeah. So, with me, it was being able to take the pictures of the guys 
is a privilege yeah. because I could give back to them. Yeah, what a great way to look at it. They've given out, and so we, I would do a, a CD yeah. of all of the pictures I took of them, as long as they were good. Yeah. So they could get. Some of the riders rode so many legs the one year they got three or four. CDs. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I just put a picture on the front of each rider just so I knew who they were. Yeah. Yep, yep, because yep. I don't know all of them. Good things. idea. But um, it was, it's fun because they're also nice. Yeah. They're gentlemen. They um, talk, they laugh. Yeah. They ride the horses right up to the edge, and you're going, oh, back off, buddy, back off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, to the edge, like the vehicle? Right to the vehicle. Just and, as, and you're on the back, like you're in a truck, or what is this? Um, I've been in trucks. I've been on um, side-by-sides. Sure. Oh, wow. So it depends on what they can get for that year. I oh, wow. actually got one year... Um, Actually, two years. I ca- they called me the queen because I was sitting in a recliner in the back of a truck. Oh, that's it awesome. Was nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, um, the eight, the side by sides are usually standing up in the back, so you're you're being moved around a lot. Oh yeah. You you come away with bruises. You're dirty. Of course. Of, with the dirt all over, yeah. but so well worth it for yeah. these guys. It, they're just. They're fun. It's a fun group. Yeah, to be sure seems that with. way. Yeah. So, what are some of your, some of your biggest takeaways? Like at at the end of, you know, are, are you going to be for this next one that's coming up here in a couple weeks? Are you going to be filming or taking pictures for that one? No, uh-uh. Ben Ely. Ben. Okay. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a professional photographer, oh, and so they're real good friends, and he, they asked him to do it, so he's yeah. going to do it this year. So he's going to get some amazing pictures. I think what's interesting to me is like even when I see the pictures up on the screen here this evening, is like even just kind of seeing the emotion on the guys' faces, you know, yeah. when they're riding their horses and they're just totally into it you know they it's are. just it's cool it's yeah. awesome and then wow. the best pictures yeah. are when you have the riders running and all four feet up off the ground yeah Those amazing amazing yeah. yeah so i had one um he rode an arabian and it was his first year he rode and he rode his leg and then we went a little bit further and a clyde's a draft horse rode a leg okay oh wow he didn't make it no <laughs> when a draft horse says i don't want to ride no more he it's stops done. so we called this guy up because we saw him on the side of the road and yeah. he's like right. i just popped a beer i said pour it out we need help right. <laughs> and so i went up to the next rider and i said it's going to take him a while his horse is probably tired huh. and i looked up i said never mind here he comes dead run that horse never gave up oh. Oh, wow. and we got some good pictures of him on that horse. Oh, yeah. man. He must have rode four lakes easy that day. It's great memories. Oh, so, yeah. How it's, cool is it? Like, I've, I've been there for the start of the Pony Express, like by the post office, and, but I haven't been in uh, Prescott to see, uh, see the guys riding the town. That's got to be pretty cool. They, all of the, they go in between all the cars there. Yeah. And so they, they ride that, I guess they call it the courtyard over by the... Oh, the uh, court, like the square? Yes, yeah. the town square. Yeah. They go all the way around the town square, yeah. and then they get to the post office. And the usually it's the um, trail boss that year. Okay. Rides on his horse to the steps on the sidewalk and hands the, um, the mail off to uh-huh. 
the post office. Yeah, that's so cool. So. Have you been in Crown King when uh, they ride the horses into the into the saloon? Yes. I actually got pictures of them. That's cool. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's, awesome. that's that really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So we've seen the pictures and videos. Uh-huh. What is it like to actually see it in person? Is it, a, is it a lot more intense than what we can see, or is it replicated pretty pretty similarly? It's actually, to me, it's more exciting. Yeah. Because you've got some riders, like the older riders, they don't do the running handoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our oldest rider one year was 80 years old. Oh, wow. Wow. He did (laughs) not run his leg, Hmm. but he was on the back of a horse, and he was determined to to make to the end. That's awesome. So um, that was actually really, really cool. (laughs) My my son. She's like, what the hell are you doing? I know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, they're going to tease me forever. Um, but no, they're going to be jealous of your wait stardom. Wait release yes. this. Yeah. Wait, I'm a star. But anyways. He's um, trying to figure it out. <laughs> what were we talking about before? We were so rudely interrupted. Um, the feeling that the you feeling. get when oh. you see the guys versus what we can. Because, I mean, it's pretty amazing to see the videos and the pictures. Yes. I just, I just want to know if you could you know, paint a better picture of what it's like to be there in person. When you're there waiting for the handoff, there's the excitement because there's a rider coming up. When you've taken um, pictures for many times, you know which ones are coming out of the gate fast Hmm. and which ones are not. So um, it's that anticipation. And you're always asking, are you taking a running or not? So you never know what's going to come out. So And there have been some blow-ups. I, oh, wow. I think I've got a guy that the horse, I got pictures, and then I, you know, you just sort of freeze and you just keep yeah. your finger on the trigger. And huh. I got him, the horse sitting back, then bucking, him in the air, him on the ground. Oh, wow. And his hat. He hit before his hat did. <laughs> and then he... Does that mean something? <laughs> it, was, it was a you, good timing. You, good timing. Yes. And you don't get those very often yeah. at all. So he got up, he got the horse, got back on, and off they went. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's... it's You just never know what's going to happen. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, so being a part of this for... 30 plus years um, I, I, it seems like like you probably know a lot of the people in this room that have been involved you know maybe as long as you have or what have you but um, there is definitely like a, a community feel very much so. yeah yeah there are a lot of new writers that I, I don't know them <laughs> but this is your part of being able to meet them talk to them yep. and getting to know them yeah. So it's um, it's really exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Very cool. So, and my son, one year when he was 16, was his first year riding. I was going to ask somebody. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, if there was like is. an age restriction or something. Yes. Is um, there? He wasn't quite 16. We sort yeah. of said he was 16 because it was coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, so he's like 15, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. But there is like, a, but you but have to be at least 16, though? Yes. Okay. And we did Got have it. to sign, you know, it's okay to go. Yeah. Um. And he yeah. actually hands off to his dad. Aw, so, that's awesome. Yeah. And then his dad, a few years, handed off to him. Oh, wow. 
Wow. So so cool. Legacy. It's it's kind of neat. Yeah, exactly. See him, and then um, his son now is five years old, and he's going. How old does he have to be? I was like, he has to be able to ride, and yeah. his feet don't even touch the stirrups yet. <laughs> so even on a kid's saddle, so <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a while. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. so it's it's fun because there's so many families yep. that do participate in this. Yeah. And then after it's all over with, does everybody kind of get together and have like a, a debrief or just kind of a celebratory get together of some sort? What we do is um, Friday, the, most of them are very, very tired. Um, some do it Friday, some do it Saturday, but they have like a barbecue okay. where all of the yep. riders meet at horse camp. Nice. And it's just to unwind. Yeah. Potluck and everybody just meets there. Yeah. Awesome. Able to talk about Good way the to kind itself. of put a bow on it. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Until the following year. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I don't know. You got anything else over there, uh, Cowboy Nick? <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. Are you in the village good. people? Am I a village person? The village people? No. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> he's too oh, he's young. way young. He's too young. He's <laughs> he's too young. What's a village person? Google the village people. Have you ever heard of YMCA? Yeah, the YMCA. Yeah, yes. Okay, the song's still there. <laughs> yeah, he's got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much. You're very Great welcome. chatting with you. Really appreciate your time. No problem. All right, you take care. <laughs> thank you. All right, we've been waiting all night for this one. We got Jason Spees with us. He is the trail boss this year for this year's yes, Pony Express. Uh, is that a, is that a, should I say congratulations? Yes, yes. All right, uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Um, so how, do you, how does one become a trail boss? So in the club, uh, the Comancheros, we actually have uh, lots of different events we do throughout the year. Mm -hmm. um, Pony Express is pretty much kind of our Super Bowl event for the year. Um, basically, you're elected by your peers, you know. It's um, awesome. Usually there's a couple of guys bidding for it. Um, and so, the, you know, you got to come up. you got to tell them why you want it and what you want to do and have some ideas ready. And then you go out of the room and the club votes and sometimes you win it, sometimes you don't. This year I did. So, How did you win it this year? Um, you know, I just, uh, I came prepared. I had some ideas. I had some things I wanted to do. I had some goals. Um, you know, Rick Mobes did a fantastic job last year, and I really wanted to step it up. He had some ideas I just tried to build on, and uh, I think that's what got it. Are, are these ideas and goals particular just to the Pony Express, or is it to, like, the Common Sheriffs as a whole? Ah, good question. Um, yeah, it's actually as a whole because I've tried to bring um, some things that help with the Pony Express to bring money, which is obviously what we're, tr we're about. We're trying mm -hmm. to bring money, raise money for uh, the kids, you know, because yes. all our money goes towards Horses Help. And, yes. they're, they're, and, you know, working with these guys now for the last few years that I've worked with them, well, well since the 2012. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, just going to school, seeing those kids, the faces, how they light up. I mean, that's... That's what does it for you, you know, and it just it gives you that drive to want to come up with these new ideas and to really push to try to do as best you can to do as much as you can for the kids. Yeah. Awesome. One thing I love, it's the, the story is consistent. It is. Of everybody we've talked to this evening, the story is consistent. It's about kids, the kids. It's, it's about the kids. Camaraderie. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we, we've referred to it as a culture a couple different times and a brotherhood and a number of other things. And, uh, yeah, it just seems like a really cool group to be a part of. So outside of the Comancheros, do you 
you, I mean, you obviously ride horses, but what else do you do? Um, I work a lot. <laughs> I own my own heavy equipment repair business, so I stay really busy with that. Okay. Uh, one man band deal. I have service trucks and I service equipment all over Arizona, really. Oh wow! And uh, you know, in my spare time, I'm trying to help this club. I mean, that's a lot what we do. My wife loves this club. We've been a part of it, like I said, for for years now. And uh, you know, they good th- do good things, and we like to help with that. Awesome. Yeah. Are you like some of these other folks that have uh, like literally essentially grown up in the club, like been a part of it for? Their entire life like they're born into it no actually i wasn't um you know when i was a young kid i lived in a in a in an ag and i grew up with horses mm-hmm. and then as i hit my teenage years i kind of got out of it i got into cars did some other things was working mm-hmm. some different jobs just kind of got away from it and i started working with mike hill and uh and mike's like hey man you used to ride and he's like yeah so he's like come ride one of my horses and so started started out that way so those guys kind of brought me back into the fold and i started riding horses again and got involved with these guys and and uh you know there's nothing like riding horses there's nothing like it yeah yeah for sure and we talked to uh kevin who was it we talked kevin black yeah he's gonna be the next trail boss right yeah, yeah. Next year, he's yep. the trail box, and uh, I'm excited for him. It's going to be a good year. You know, he's going to really – he's been helping me out along this year, and we're going to really try to, to, to build on what started last year with Rick Moles, what I've done this year, and really try to keep continue that on for next year. Yeah, just absolute gentleman, you know. You can just tell talking to him, just awesome guy. Um, so, like, when does your term officially end? Is it as soon as this event is over, or how does that work? Well, actually, the you know, the, the actual ride is going to be June 30th and July 1st. First, mm-hmm. and then uh, we ride that parade on Saturday. We have our little, uh, you know, um, party on Saturday night up there yep. in the pines, and and then that's pretty much it. I got to do a final report, and, and then I'm done. Wow! So <laughs> here you go, Kevin. It's all yours, year, bud. <laughs> whole year. Wait, we gotta get we gotta get an invite to this party in the pines. Yeah, well, where is that? Yeah, is that a secret location you can't share? <laughs> no, actually. Uh, so we camp. In the old days, we used to camp actually on the rodeo grounds, but now we camp. Oh, at, well. It's called Groom Creek. Okay, and so we all camp there. Just up there in Prescott or outside of Prescott. Yeah. 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 Good to get out of uh, the heat. That's for sure. Up there. Um, so what else? So what do you like after 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 this this event, this ride? Um, what are you excited about after that? Um, we have some other events going on this year. Um, we have UPC, which comes towards the end of the year. We also have a fall trail ride coming up. Um, those are always a ton of fun. Again, fall trail ride. That that money we raise for that goes towards our charity stuff. Um, UPC. That's our underprivileged or under children's privilege program that we do. Mm. And basically, because of COVID, we used to do schools, and because of COVID, we kind of had to step away from the schools, and we had to, um, we started donating to families, and we actually worked with the Phoenix Police Department. They would find a family for us, and we'd actually buy food, Christmas tree, presents, and we'd deliver it to their house. So now this year, with things kind of getting back to normal, we're going to go back to doing a school again, and uh, Mike Hill is actually going to be doing that. And nice. uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun getting back into the schools. So are you stressed out at all, like, about the ride? Like, do you get stressed, like, the day before? Are you stressed a couple days of the ride? What, is, what does that look like for you? Yeah, um, anymore, no, I don't get stressed. It's uh, This year's a little different because I'm having to ride some asphalt sections that I don't normally do. Uh, being trail boss, I'm actually riding from Horses Help up Cave Creek, and nice. that's all pavement. So that's first... You know, it's always a little tricky. You got the traffic, you yep. got a lot going on. So yep. that one's I'm, I'm a little nervous for, but all the rest of the rides are, mm-hmm. are, are good. So, yep. And your horse is uh, 
like I guess uh, accustomed or uh, trained to like I guess walk or gallop in that environment like the traffic are you worried about the traffic spooking uh, your horse Actually, this year I'm going to split it up between two horses. Diesel, he's my big moose. He's, uh, you know, if you want, if you want to hook him onto something heavy, he's going to, he's going to do it. So <laughs> I can take that horse anywhere. Um, so he'll be riding like some of the day two uh, rides because they're way more mountainous. Because I'm up in uh, uh, North America, so there's some pretty, oh yeah, some yeah. pretty nasty stuff I got to go up there. <clears throat> but for that day one ride, I'll be riding Cinch. And he's uh, he's a barefoot Palomino, and uh, he's pretty bulletproof. Um, haven't had too many issues with him. I'll probably ride him in a parade too. Nice, awesome. Does the uh, too cool? Does the path change at all, or is it the same every year? For the most part, it's the same. There's you know, Phoenix is growing so fast that. Mm. We have every year we have to make some kind of a change because now there's construction or you know there's a building or there used to be a field or or something. So yeah. it is getting harder and harder every year to find those trails out. Once we kind of get to the New River area, it's pretty much the same. So unless we have a fire, but yeah, cross our fingers, no fire. Yeah, no doubt. How, how does it compare to the original Pony Express, like the current trail? Is it pretty similar? Or no? Um, well, the original one was not in Arizona, so it actually... No, no, the original one that, uh, 1970. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely different. And actually, there for a while, we ran backwards. We ran from Prescott to Phoenix, and they would actually ride it all the way into the Coliseum back in those days when they had Rodeo Rodeo. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's changed over the years from then. I mean, there's been years where... We couldn't ride because of fires. We had to just, oh, yeah. on a whim, make a change. And, and yeah. one year they had to ride up 69 all the way to Prescott. So, wow. you know, which that's always fun on the side of highway, trying to switch horses to ride. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's the same way it's been for a lot of years. So, yeah. Interesting. Talk about the letters that you guys carry. That's one thing we haven't talked about, I don't think, with anybody. So you guys, you sell the letters. That's part of the fundraiser, right? So folks can buy these letters, and then I guess they can do what they want with them, but fill it out to their grandkids or whatever, and then they actually get mailed from Prescott once you guys get the mail up there, right? Right. Is yeah. That- so so we, in years past, we would sell the letters for $5, and that was kind of representation of what they were actually sold for back originally of the original Pony Express in those days. So. In the original Pony Express in the 1800s, it was very expensive to mail something. Um, and so we kind of kept that $5 amount as a donation, you know, when you buy those letters. So yeah. this year, Brian Neely from Horses Help actually sponsored letters. And uh, so we were able to do something a little different this year. I put together some mailbox drop-off locations. And we did them at some sponsors all over the Phoenix area. And uh, so we've been collecting a lot more letters from general public people. And, uh, and so, yeah, those letters basically... You write that letter to anybody in the world, any family. We have some that go overseas. A lot of people write to their go- uh, grandparents or, you know, stuff like that. So Yeah, so cool. Um, Phil Fedor is a good friend of ours. That's that's how we got involved with this initially. And my my daughters were much younger when he first started doing it. And, um, you know, we had I had the, got the letters sent to my daughters, and they just thought it was the greatest thing when they got those letters. So cool. In fact, I think I think they still have them. As a matter of fact, are you serious? Yeah, they say that cool. shit. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely cool. Is we actually yeah. add in a uh, a little slip inside that envelope. Yeah. It kind of gives the history of Pony Express yep. and a little bit about the club. So it kind of gives that person who receives that letter not yeah. only the letter from their loved one, but some information about you know Pony Express. So it's just kind of an added neat thing for us. Yeah, super cool, super cool. Thank you. Um, 
else? What else? I'm um, just excited. Excited to get going. We got a couple weeks left, and we're gonna get yeah. get riding. Um, counting down. Counting down. Um, this one's this year's a little different with the sponsor with uh, Texas Roadhouse. Um, they're actually going to combine with us in the parade this year, which is a first, I think, oh, wow. for, for us. That's so really cool. Kind of a big deal. It was exciting to kind of get that going. Um, so yeah, we'll be riding normal like we always do, and then Texas Roadhouse will be with their float with us together, and it'll be a combined deal. So that's really neat. It's exciting. That's a first for us. That, that know of so um it's gonna be fun the ride's gonna be a lot of fun i'm hoping for some good weather so that's a pretty big name sponsor it is yep. yeah definitely and, they, and i'll tell you they've been really great to work with this year um i'm excited i hope they continue it on and uh and, and work with kevin again next year yeah yeah what are your like do you set a goal every year like as far as what the donation you'd like for the donation to be for horses help like this year we hit 30 next year we got to hit 35 i mean are you keep do you keep raising the bar yeah definitely i mean you're always trying to to do better i mean not only because you want to do better for the kids and for horses help but also you know there's there's something to be said about ribbon last year's guy because you did five grand more than him you know so there's always friendly competition right (laughs) friendly competition definitely so yeah i mean that's always always something you want to do and yeah and and uh and that's what makes it fun you know yeah i heard this year was a pretty big year that's what uh yeah, one of the, the with the golf outing. Like the golf yeah. outing was pretty successful this year. Yeah, yeah, that that went awesome. You know, Mike Hill really busted his tail to make that happen, and and Kevin helped with that. You know, the whole club really worked together to make that happen. And uh, you know, last year was kind of a, a first time thing, hmm. and and it, it was successful. And it's like let's do it again this year. Yeah. Of course, you learn and you build on what from last year. And uh, yeah, this year was a really big year. And I, you know, next year they're talking about maybe changing golf courses. I'm not sure, but you know, yeah, um, yeah it was great. What what happened during COVID? Did you guys still have it? Yeah, so we did have it. Um, we just, uh, you know, uh, you know, when you're on your horse, you're pretty distanced from everybody else. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so you know, it was. Uh, we didn't get to have the party, you know, the uh, the banquets and the stuff like we normally do. But mm-hmm. you know, as they say, the mail the mail has to keep going, and, and we still did the mail. So yeah. rain or shine, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Do you ride a lot outside of Pony Express? Not as much as I'd like to, but, yeah, we try to ride as much as we can. You know, with the several trail rides we do a year, um, and then, of course, you know, we try to ride all the time. I, unfortunately, a lot of these guys are ropers, and they do other stuff, or they have their own ranches. With me, it's like just in between any chance I can between work, I try to go ride. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So do you only have those two horses, or do you have more? Uh, Actually, right now I have five horses. Um, So I got uh, my two. Um, and then my wife has the one, and then we're actually fostering two. So, awesome! Yeah, that's a lot cool. of work. Good for you. Yeah. A lot of work, no doubt. Yeah. A lot of work. Yeah. A lot of cost. Yeah. It's not not cheap owning a horse, right? No, it's uh, you know, with the way uh, prices are going for hay. I mean, hay is just the highest it's probably ever been. It's crazy. That I know of. It's crazy. You know, and then that just that just brings everything else up. You know, it costs more for your farrier to come out. It costs more to get hay delivered. I mean, it all just kind of combines, and, yeah. and and it does make it. Up, so yeah, right on awesome man well hey first of all thank you for allowing us to be here and be a part of this event this has been great really enjoyed talking to uh, the folks we have some great perspectives everything from wives to future trail bosses to you know Brian from horses help I mean man oh man what a what a, what a, what a great event really enjoyed this 
Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming out. This is awesome. This is definitely a first for the club, and you know, hopefully, we can continue that on. And, and yeah. this is awesome. So, thank you so much for coming out. You doing bet. This with us. Good luck. Awesome. Uh, good luck on this year's ride, and uh, most importantly, be safe. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you. There you have it, folks. Another friend-making, value-adding show for sure. Thank you so much to the Phoenix JC Comancheros for inviting the Geoholics to be a part of it. And uh, thank you to Horses Help. They're doing some amazing things for for local uh, local children and vets alike. And, uh, you know, just very humbled to be, a, to be a part of this and get to know them a little bit. And thanks to the beautiful lady behind the bar for serving up cold Coors Light all night long. Until next time, everybody. Be safe and healthy. Singing with Thank you to our 2022 Friends of the Program, Advanced Geodetic Survey, AGSGPS.com, Airworks, Airworks.io, Bad Elf. Bad-elf.com, Cyanic Automation, GetJobBook.com, Diamondback Land Surveying, DiamondbackLandSurveying.com, Extreme Aerial Productions, ExtremeAerialProductions.com, Get Kids into Survey, GetKidsIntoSurvey.com, Mentoring Mondays, MentoringMondays.xyz, Monson Engineering, MonsonEngineering.com, Nettleman LC Prep, LCPrep.com, North Star Surveying. NorthstarSurveying.com, ProStar Corporation, ProStarCorp.com, Safety Apparel, SafetyApparel.us, TopoDot, New.Certainty3D.com, and finally, Trimble Geospatial, geospatial.trimble.com.